What is up, everyone? If this is your first time joining our show, welcome to Third Shot Podcast. If you are a repeat listener, thank you so much for your continued support and welcome back. Don't forget to subscribe or follow our show on your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, give us a rating and a comment. We love to see it. Uncle and Russ, we've got our shots poured and we are ready to go. We are. Cheers, you guys. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, yummy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's it been? The, uh, uh, I, I've been great. Something major happened in my life uh, since last we talked. Please Ooh. tell. Yeah. I, I, got a, I got a baseball. <laughs> no, wait a second. Did you buy a baseball or did you catch a foul ball at a Giants game? I got a foul ball. I, I have never, ever, like, I, I've never been had a toss up. I've never had, you know, I had two home runs landing right next to me. It was destined to happen. Uh, I had one on like five feet this way, one like nine feet that way. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, we, I, I, I got a ball and it was actually not, I'm sorry, not a foul ball, but it was a, a ball during a batting practice that I oh, cool. was able to get. So still amazing. amazing. I got a yeah. ball. I, I've been going to games. Do you remember the player to hit it? Uh, I don't, it was the other, t- it wasn't a giant player. It was the other team. And I, I don't know who it was. Cause it was like crazy going on and, and it, they were far away. I'm out, you know, so, and I don't know the other players, unfortunately, but, uh, and you were fighting the kids off around you to steal. The I had ball. to push like three-year-olds, <laughs> seven-year-olds out of my way. Just, you know, <laughs> so I actually have a, a cool story about catching a batting practice ball. Yeah. So I was, I was at the world series where the giants were playing against the angels. And oh. I was, I was in the bleachers and I was there early because it was the world series, right? I want to get exactly. there. I enjoy the yeah. game and stuff like that. And I brought my glove and I was standing with my uncle who was with me at the game. And we we're just kind of standing at the top of the bleachers, right? Where all the, mm-hmm. you know, the stands are and stuff like that for food. And I see a ball coming our way and I'm going, I'm so far back. I go, well, you know what? I'm going to just trot down the stairs, see if I could track this one. And then I need to move a little right. And and like you said, I just started knocking people over. I just went in (laughs) and I just went up. I went up high with my club and I caught it. And I was in the middle of like 20 people all going for this this ball. Nice. And then I feel something hit my mitt because I couldn't even see it. There was so many people around me, right? I couldn't even see Mm -hmm. it go in my mitt. I just went up with it. And I like, I got it. I got it. I ran up to see my uncle. I go, look. And he goes, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe you actually got that. That is crazy. Wow. What a catch. Benito Santiago. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I wish I knew, but I I wasn't paying that close attention because I I was the only person in this little area. So there actually there was no people around me. It was just like it was totally easy. Like it got there. I just kind of, you know, ran over to it. And there you go. I've got a ball. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So not not much of a story on my side. But – I mean, I've been going to games my whole life, and and I've never that had a baseball. So, cool. so I've I've got this souvenir, and you know, I feel like every sport you should be able to do that. I mean, they they have like what a hundred and I, I read some stat. There's like a hundred and twenty to a hundred and thirty baseballs, like on average, at every single game. So wow, that's how many, like including yeah. batting practice, that are lost, that are gone, that are souvenirs. So they're giving out a hundred and twenty souvenirs for every game. 
from, you know, based on the, I don't know, chat GPT data that I've got here, but it's like, <laughs> that's, that's like crazy. Like why can't every sport do that? Just like, you know, like you're at a basketball game, the basketball flies out, you get to keep it, you know, like it'd be cool. Okay. Maybe I should so do that with pickleball. <laughs> I, I have a story. I have a story about that too. Oh boy. So I don't wow. know if you remember way back in the day, USFL. This is like the very first run of USFL days. There was a, a, a team in Oakland called the Oakland Invaders, and they played at the Oakland Coliseum, and they weren't very good, so there wasn't a lot of people there. So it was an actual, I think it was an extra point. Somebody kicked it over the fence, you know, over the netting they have behind the goalposts, and then mm-hmm. I caught it. And I was like, are they going to let me keep it? Or what's going to happen, right? So then I just started running. I just run. Until somebody tackles me, I'm just going to run. And and I was so in a panic. There was nobody at the stadium. I ran up to the third deck where nobody was standing. Nobody was sitting. There was no guards or anything up there. And I just sat there and I'm going, is anybody coming after me? They can take the ball away from me. That is so funny. Did they? No, but there was there was other fans that saw me having the ball and they kept trying to knock it out of my hands like I was a running back or something. They were trying to cause a fumble so they could take it from me. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So so is that what you would change about sports? It's like you get to keep the souvenir no matter what sport it is. If it goes in the stands, it's yours. I think that would be pretty cool, right? Like it just happens. Like I thought during the last pickleball tournament, I'd get to keep a few of the balls that that, that hit me. Uh, but no, I didn't. I had to throw them back. <laughs> wow, that's true. But yeah, huh? I mean, it's kind of a cool a cool thing to like give more you know souvenirs. I guess that would be my big change for sports. What would your big change for sports be? Go I ahead, don't know Mary. that. Yeah, that's a tough one because I feel like there's so many things that you could potentially tweak in every little sport, but. What comes to my mind, and I've mentioned this on our podcast before, but I love pinball. And so Mm. you know how when you play pinball and there's different holes you can hit your ball into, and then at some point there's always like this multi-ball bonus. Oh, right. And then multi-pinballs just come out and you're hitting Uh them all over the place. So to make pickleball more intense, (laughs) let's throw in some extra balls and players. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking this. Let's go big. A tennis okay. court, so more area, you need more players. 4v4. Okay. And at some point in the middle of the match, someone gets to toss in another ball. So two balls, four players per team. What wow. are you thinking about scoring? Could you score two points in one at, at one time? Yes. I guess yeah. you could. That'd be a really fast game. <laughs> So you got to go to like 21, 21. Yeah. Wow. Both teams could score. This mm-hmm. could be, yeah. 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 I see this. I see this. Yeah. Just a little yeah. bit more exciting. Well, I, I saw be. somebody with one of those ball machines where they were practicing pickleball. Like what if some of those are on the side and if you hit a particular spot, then all of a sudden those just start firing. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, you know when you're at the amusement park and you're on that raft ride, and there's oh, people right. on the side that can yeah. hit the water cannon and shoot you with water. I think that's what mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking right now. You could have yeah. a little so ball cannon fans. and you shoot them at the other team. <laughs> I like this. this. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe 
you got yeah you got the balls that you can enter in but you also have the cannons just to throw the other other team off so you get one shot at somebody during each point Mm, right right yeah so you got like a gladiator thing going every time wow yeah yeah, I'm getting the that American gladiator. What was that thing called back yeah, in the nineties? Yeah, American gladiators. So they would stand there with those big like they would shoot baseballs or something at people, as they, or tennis balls or something as we're running through the course. You yeah. get to do the same thing. Okay, that'd okay. be fun. That'd be fun. You know what? I'll just I'll just go to the pickleball court and give it a shot tomorrow. We'll see what. We'll just see what happens. <laughs> just jump on with a couple of the people, and hopefully you don't get shot. We don't right. because they get mad at you throwing balls oh, at them. Oh boy, yeah. boy. Uh, what would you change, Greg? What's your sports change? Well, I'm looking at Bridgie, and Bridgie was an excellent, excellent soccer player. And I, you know, so my thought is, okay, what would I change about soccer? And it's a great sport. So there's not too much I would change about it. But if I could, you know how at the end of games when it's tied, there's a there's a shoot off, right? What's the what's the what's the other called? So the, uh, before it goes into a shoot off into penalty kicks, they play a round of um, like golden goal or, you know, there's like a time frame where they have an opportunity to actually score a goal. And right. if it's still tied, then it goes into penalty kicks. Penalty kicks. Okay. So instead, before it goes to actual penalty kicks, I think what they should do is have a penalty kick, but you get a defender. So it's a one-on-one that you have to try to score, Mm. but there is a goalie still, right? So it's Mm -hmm. really, you know, you got to get past the defender. You got to get the shot past the goalie. Because when I'm watching soccer, that is the most exciting thing. When I see good offensive players against good defensive players and they're juking each other and doing all these moves – I would love to see that one-on-one at the end of a game for, for the penalty kicks. Wow. What that do you would think? be cool. Yeah, okay. and I think at that point, too, they could probably do away with that, like, overtime. And like, just you've that. had your 90 minutes plus stoppage time to score a goal. If it's tied, now we're going one-on-one, like mm-hmm. – because then death. it brings in defenders into the whole thing too, mm-hmm. right? It's not just the scorers. You got the great defenders and they bring a lot of value and excitement to that. I, anyway, that's kind of what I thought. That'd be fun. That would be exciting yeah. to watch, especially in a World Cup game. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. the fans would just be right. going nuts? <laughs> that would be pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The fans are already kind of going, kind of, kind of going nuts at the soccer game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, always. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I totally feel like, you know, we're, we're to that point of the learning more question, but you know, we, we are also running out of time, but I feel like I should totally put you on the spot and, and ask you to explain the offside rule in soccer, but <laughs> I don't know if we have enough time. I need a diagram. <laughs> I know that's what I would change about soccer though. Cause I don't understand it. I coached it and I don't understand it. <laughs> it would always throw me off. I'm like, Oh, offsides. Okay. Don't do that again. Oh, sure. <laughs> Just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Why would you do that? <laughs> All right. So I, I guess I'm, 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 I'm passing on my learning one more question because <laughs> okay. I was so into that conversation and I asked you guys about the sports thing. So uh, and it's to the point of now I got to ask you what's coming up on this podcast. Well, ironically enough, we have uh, somebody coming on, the owner of Sandy Pickle. Uh, he is coming on because he is going to introduce how he kind of revolutionized the game of pickleball to play on different surfaces. 
So when we come back, we have Brady Whittingham, the founder of Sandy Pickle. Listen up, pickleball people. You can't slay on the court and look sloppy at the same time. Thank goodness for pickleball athletes and their sweet styles. Whether you want long sleeves, no sleeves, or funky and fun prints, pickleball athlete has got you covered. Their selection is perfect for the super serious players or the jokers out there. And they don't just stop at clothes either. Check out their awesome accessories that would make fabulous gifts for your favorite player. Or for yourself, let's be real. And hey, you get to feel good about supporting a small business too. Find them at pickleballathlete.com. Be sure to also follow on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back to Third Shot. Please check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Third Shot Podcast. Or if you're on Twitter... Hey, we're there too at Third Shot Pod. Bridgie and I are really excited to have Brady Whittingham, the owner of Sandy Pickle. How's it going, Brady? It's great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And it's time for our celebratory shot. Here we go to Sandy Pickle. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. So that's an, that's an interesting drink you have there, Brady. What are you drinking? It's a uh, pre-workout drink by Built Wild DNA. Built Wild DNA. What kind of people should be drinking this Built Wild? All right. Well, this is a shameless plug. I'm actually one of the founders of a company called Built Wild DNA. That's what else I do. And it is a nutritional supplement brand specifically geared toward those that don't spend their time in the gym. They don't have time for that. They're out hunting, fishing, uh, hiking, all of the outdoor activities that take just as much out of your body and demand just as much of your body uh they need the nutrition the nutritional supplements as well so it's similar to what you would find in a gym for those that are hitting the weights but it's for those that are hitting the trails and so it sounds like you've kind of got an active background what got you introduced to pickleball uh you know it you couldn't avoid pickleball actually i'm in utah which happens to be for whatever reason i don't know one of the hot spots for pickleball and my best friend of uh, going on, you know, since we were kids, since we were five years old, lives in Gilbert, Arizona. And uh, he shares an office with me in Utah as a branch here. Again, for whatever reason, Gilbert, Arizona and that whole Phoenix area, another pickleball hotspot. So we couldn't really avoid it and uh, just picked up a paddle because everyone else was playing and thought, let's see what this is all about. And I was skeptical, but uh, day one, that's the interesting thing about pickleball. Day one, you actually feel like you're pretty good at the game. And that is so (laughs) unlike tennis. Right, right. So you and your partner that you guys, you know, have known each other since you were young kids. What were you guys like as kids? Like, were you guys athletes? Were you the class clowns? Were you the brainiacs? What were you guys like as kids? Yeah, we we were definitely the energy. Um, (laughs) I would say... Both of us were, we were good students and the teachers, I mean, our goal was to get the teacher to love us because then we could do all those other things that the class clown got in trouble for, but it was kind of, you know, we, we made ourselves endearing to the teachers. So we, we, he actually told me before this call, he said, yeah, make sure they know that we've been friends since we were five and we ran Wasatch Elementary School. Shout out to Wasatch. (laughs) The legends. Elementary school being really fun, but I guess if we ran it, that's uh, that's probably why. So, is there statues out in front of the elementary school, the two of you? 
there should be. I'm sure there are legends that uh, <laughs> you know, are told about us. So he's now your business partner, best friend turned business partner. What sparked for the two of you the idea of starting Sandy Pickle? Really, the pandemic is the reason why Sandy Pickle exists. So Greg, he's, as I said, from Gilbert, Arizona. I spent most of my years in Orange County, California, right after elementary school. And then we have a third partner who moved here from Florida just before the pandemic. But Greg, he opened up, he's a financial consultant. He opened up a branch in Provo about that same time that Steve moved here. And he and Steve had worked together in financial management before. So he hired him to run his branch, get it started in Provo. Well, as soon as, uh, I guess it was March that everyone's offices were shut down. They started canceling. Right. I remember it was just before March Madness, right? The basketball games right. were about to start. Everything just shut down. And so the three of us, our offices shut down too. Everywhere that we were that we were supposed to be was no longer available. Steve's father-in-law happened to own a, a big building, but it was vacant because of the pandemic. So he just let us move into one of his floors there and have a place to go to work. So that's that's how we got together. But then we'd hit the pickleball courts because that's what Greg brought from Arizona as a new sport that uh, we should all get excited about. He bought us all really nice paddles. And, but the problem was in Utah, when it's 50 degrees and you go to the public court and it's beautiful while you're playing, well, after you sweat in 50 degree weather, and then you're waiting for your turn again, that's freezing cold. Yeah. It was miserable. Yeah. So thought we got, there's gotta be a better way. So so explain what Sandy Pickle is. Like, it's a new game. It kind of mixes, you know, a little bit of a lot of pickleball, but it also has a little bit of a volleyball element to it as well. Um, so explain to people, how do you play Sandy Pickle? Okay, good. Good question. So uh, I'm going to fast forward through some of the, the next steps is, you know, we wanted to play, but we, we couldn't play on the courts. So we bought a portable set, thought we'd play that in the parking lot. And that wasn't fun. The ball bounces funny off the asphalt, but we looked over to the park right next to where we were trying to play and thought, I wonder what this would be like on the grass. And so we took it over to the grass and of course at a three foot net, we could kill it every time. And, uh, it was not fun. So that's mm -hmm. when we started, we raised the net up to the volleyball height, um, up to the badminton height. And we just started playing with different heights. And this became an all volley game that we still didn't have a name for. We were just looking for something to do. But the, as, as it went forward and we eventually we'll probably get into how we turned it into Sandy Pickle, really what the game uh, resembled most was badminton with pickleball equipment. So for the rules of this game, is it played with two teams of two, like how we play pickleball? Or is it more of like a team sport, like volleyball? Or can you even play one-on-one? -on -one? I'd imagine I'd be beat in the sand after playing one-on-one. -on -one. You can play one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, four-on-four. But there are modifications to the court based on how many are on the court. Because a 20-foot wide court on the sand playing by yourself, it's just, unless you're an extreme yeah. athlete, it's Too just much, yeah. Now, keep in mind, we wanted this game to resemble pickleball as much as possible. But the parts of pickleball that just didn't translate we just went ahead and changed. So you can play singles. And then if you're playing, so two on two, that's our standard court, which is still a little bit smaller than pickleball, but not much. And then, but we thought you're at the beach. You want to play three on three. Maybe there's a bunch of you four on four and look, 
there's a vacant volleyball court. And with three and four people, we call that Sandy Pickle XL, and there's slightly different rules. Okay. Now, one of the other interesting things about Sandy Pickle and, and the rules is you have a no, no volley zone. And, you know, like the kitchen's got, you know, in the pickleball, there's a kitchen seven feet out. There's a no volley zone, which is not quite as far out, right? I think it's what, five feet in, in Sandy Pickle? Yeah, you're at and seven you're, on pickleball and five feet. Yeah, and you're not allowed to hit the ball once you're in the no volley zone. Explain a little bit about that rule. Okay, so in pickleball, what's that line? What, what the, the, the kitchen? It's seven feet. Seven feet seven to the kitchen. Foot. And what is the rule? That you, the ball bounces, you can go in. Yeah. Well, the ball is not going to bounce, as we've talked about in, in Sandy Pickle. So what happens if somebody dinks one? Do you just let it drop? And so we, we needed that line not so much for the same reasons pickleball does. We needed that line to protect poaching. And I'll explain a little bit better. So as, as soon as the ball comes over, if it's not going to clear the line, you can still enter. We call it the no spike zone. You can enter that area and you can play that ball. Well, you need to, or else it's going to drop and you'll lose the point. You can play the ball, but inside what we call the no spike zone, which is the non-volleyed zone, the, uh, the the kitchen, it's your paddle and your ball have to stay below the top of the net when they make contact. The reason for that, of course, is if you, I guess, just like in pickleball, if you were to approach the net and play right there, you could poach everything. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, getting a spike from there, super easy. Getting a spike from five feet back. We wanted this game to be something that the players that get really good at it, that they can't just go and make it and dominate somebody that is not really good at the game. And you really have to have the right type of a, a ball to get a spike off uh, from five feet. Okay. And that's interesting because I would have thought that there would be a lot of spiking. So it's not that easy to do. It's not that easy to do. It's definitely doable. And, and, you know, you'll see lots of spikes, but that's a a miss hit on the opposite side sets up a good spike or I'll throw one more curve at you. One thing that, you know, pickleball is really fun, but once in a while your partner misses a ball and it just kind of goes off the paddle and up into the air. How many times have you wished you could just, have a second yeah. bite of that. <laughs> and you know, we were, uh, we were just doing testing of some of our rules as we're still establishing what this game even is. And there were some kids playing spike ball right next to us. And we invited them to come over and play and tell us what they think. And the first thing they asked was, well, can we pass? I'm like, sure. Like in spike ball, sure. Give it a try. And that, that ended up being, I have to send them a gift and thank them. That ended up being one of the coolest additions to our rules that pickleball doesn't have because not in uh, not only with the miss hits but you get decent at the game and you can actually set your partner up for a nice spike now unlike volleyball there's a bump a set and a spike in volleyball in this there's just a bump and then it's got to go over so, so two oh, shots i was gonna ask yeah i was gonna ask how many hits per side we tried the bump set and spike and it was too easy to set up your partner for a spike and end the point Okay. Well, I have a follow-up question to that, but we got to take a short break. And, uh, you know, when we come back, I got a follow-up question to the uh, bump spike question or strategy. So um, we'll be right back with Brady of Sandy Pickle. Hang on. 
Listen up, pickleball people. You can't slay on the court and look sloppy at the same time. Thank goodness for pickleball athletes and their sweet styles. Whether you want long sleeves, no sleeves, or funky and fun prints, pickleball athlete has got you covered. Their selection is perfect for the super serious players or the jokers out there. And they don't just stop at clothes either. Check out their awesome accessories that would make fabulous gifts for your favorite player. Or for yourself, let's be real. And hey, you get to feel good about supporting a small business too. Find them at pickleballathlete.com. Be sure to also follow on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back, Picklers. Thanks for sticking through our break. Today we have our very special guest, Brady, with Sandy Pickle. Welcome back. All right, thanks. This is our favorite time of the show. It's our third shot. Let's go. Cheers. Ooh. I, I wish I was I old, as healthy as you, Brady, but I'm not. I'm just drinking alcohol. <laughs> what are you having there? I am doing mango soju tonight. Ooh. Uncle Greg has some mango, so- mango soju. How about you? Mine's less exotic, and it's just some Kettle One vodka. (laughs) Okay. Have you ever had soju before, Brady? I have not. I don't even know what it is. I'm not a drinker, so I'm not very good at it. But so soju is kind of it's it's a Korean it's a Korean alcohol that uh, I think it's the most popular drink in Korea. It's kind of like sake or beer in America. Like everybody drinks it in Korea, and. I think it's super refreshing. It's very clean. Uh, I, I started drinking it on the golf course. I think it's the perfect drink. <laughs> when you're, you know, just kind of doing a bottle as you're playing through around a golf, a couple bottles, you know, whoever. I think two more, two bottles is kind of the max that I can do on a golf course. Otherwise, I'm missing the ball, right? But maybe I don't <laughs> care at that point. I don't care. I don't, you know, who, who knows? <laughs> refreshing. And uh, some people call that aiming fuel, but. Yes. I don't think it yes. looks that way for me. Um, so I have a question for you. You're talking yeah, about the bump spike, right? Yeah. If you're playing singles, are you still allowed to bump spike? Good question. No, no. In singles, it's uh, it's got to go over. So it's got to go board. over in one shot, and that's it. Well, and the other the other thing that I I saw in the rules of singles is when in Sandy Pickle you can serve it anywhere on the other side of the court. It doesn't have to go to you know the the kind of the landing area. You can serve it anywhere on the court. If you're playing singles, I would guess in the sand, that would be really tough to cover the entire court in the singles. If you can go corner to corner, front to back, I would think somebody that's good at serving, it has a real advantage in singles. You would think that, but the, a couple of the differences are to return the serve, you don't have to wait on the back line. So to return the serve, you're already playing just a, a foot off of the, off of the uh, no spike zone. So that's, ah. and with the net height where it is, it's very difficult to find the spot that your uh, opponent can't get to. Well, this game sounds really exciting and I can't wait to play it. Uh, Brady, I do have a question though for you. If you could choose between playing singles, doubles, or a team of three or four, what is your preference? So for me, it's doubles because I do like to treat this like a, a, an athletic event that when the day is done, I've got a great workout and uh, had a lot of fun and I bonded with my partner. One of the great things about pickleball is, you know, we've all been beaten by the 75 year old, right? (laughs) They're out there, they're experienced, they figured out how to do it. You know, they've been playing the game for a while. They got the angles and all the shots. 
do people of you know that age enjoy Sandy Pickle just as much? They do. And you know, going back to that question that you asked before, do I prefer singles, doubles? Mm-hmm. They actually do prefer the four on four, a little less moving. They prefer it on grass to sand, um, a little less moving because it is a game that uh, it's more physically. Physically, you can't be good at Sandy Pickle, a really good player, especially on the sand, unless you're a little bit more physically ready and you do have to move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's different modifications, which is great. I think, you know, playing singles or playing a team format. Um, I was wondering too, what comes in a kit if you were to purchase the Sandy Pickle net and set that you have? Actually everything that you need to play. So four paddles, four balls, the net, the frame spikes to ground it and, and keep that net tight. And uh, in addition, boundary markers. Mm-hmm. So we also included cones, yellow cones, 10 cones. You measure oh, cool. those boundaries with a, with a tape, and then you drop cones and draw lines in the sand with your feet. More of a natural way to play. So, right. And then it all comes in a nice carry bag that uh, weighs about 20 pounds, and it's very easy to tote around with you. Nice. So if people want to get a, you know, get a kit and get some equipment, what's the best way for them to uh, purchase some Sandy Pickle equipment? You can go to sandypickle.com. Third shot, 10, we'll get you 10% off. Uh, thank you for doing that. Our listeners will appreciate it. Happy to do it. Thanks for coming on the show with us today, Brady. We really enjoyed it. Appreciate it. And thank you, all of you, for joining us at Third Shot, where Bridgie and I will continue to share our pickleball journey. A special thanks to Brady for joining us today. Check out Sandy Pickle's website at sandypickle.com. Use the uh, coupon code, I guess, ThirdShot10 to receive your 10% discount on the game. And please support this show by subscribing. And we promise to have more amazing guests just like Brady in the future episodes. So let's continue. Share our enjoyment for the game and grow the pickleball community. See you next time at the Third Shot Podcast.